Hey guys, we're back. We're a week and a half out from Patapalooza, our biggest and best tournament of the year, and the excitement's growing. Welcome back to Off the Water. I am your host, Darth Yacker, and with me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Caldwell. Uh, we have two guests joining us tonight. Uh, Bayou Coast uh, Sponsor Coordinator Aaron LaRose is back. Also, we have Danica Bailey-Williams with Wista Fish on tonight. She's coming to you live from um, Rotolo's in what city? Slidell. Slidell, Louisiana. Danica, thanks for coming on tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, she had some uh, some other arrangements tonight, some other plans, but she was so gracious to, to join us on tonight. So we're going to get to her in just a minute. Um, if you hear a little music in the background, uh, Danica's having a good time over there at Rotolo. So, uh, guys, we got a great show tonight. Um, we're going to look at some of the, some more of the great uh, prizes being raffled off at the tournament. We're also going to be talking about fishing in Grand Island, Leeville, and scouting for uh, Patapalooza. I've got some updated fishery reports for you if you're looking to do some scouting before the tournament. Um, it, was a, it was a great weekend uh, this past weekend. I know I got to do a little fishing, and um, the weather was, was beautiful. We had a little wind on Saturday. Uh, Easter Sunday, I think, was uh, just gorgeous. Of course, everybody was probably spending Easter with their family, not fishing. Um, Tyler, you, you um, did you do any fishing on Sunday? Did you, did you stay home for Easter? What would you do? No, I, I stayed home with the uh... – Really, we, we unfortunately we had a, a death in the family right before Easter, so our, our Easter plans kind of got thrown through a loop there last minute. So I really spent Easter Sunday with just me and my wife, and we, uh, you know, put some ribs on the smoker and hung out around the house. I know you showed me a picture of those. I think we were texting on Easter Day. Those were some good-looking ribs. Uh, I think I volunteered you for the championship um, to cook ribs over there. Uh, same thing. I got to, uh, spend Easter with my, my family, my wife and daughter and my in-laws and some other relatives. And, um, this was the first year I got to cook for Easter. We usually go down to Pierre Park where her grandparents live and they're, they're in their eighties, but boy, they still get around. And, uh, usually they get these beautiful crawfish out there. Uh, her grandfather is a uh, crawfisherman. What he did growing up, just, he'd have these huge crawfish, but he actually had a little accident. And uh, he's doing much better now. So I got to actually cook this year uh, for Easter. My first time I got to cook for Easter. So we were going to do some crawfish. But um, I want to kind of, you know, set a little example out there how I, how I do Easter. So we did, uh, did a sack of crawfish. We did um, about five pounds of shrimp. And then I did another seven, eight pounds of those king crab legs, those, those big ones, you know. Yeah, that uh, sounds like LA good. We did. We did. I had a little melted butter with the garlic for those crab legs. You know, those, those crab legs are so big. You crack them open and you get a you get a piece of meat out of them. I know it's like that big, you know, a good inch in diameter. They were fantastic. We had a lot of a lot of food left over. Um, and I think we finished off our leftovers last night. My daughter, um, she, she really goes to town. She, she doesn't eat the crawfish tails. All she eats are the claws. So when you go through the crawfish, all you'll get is the head and the tail and, and none of the none of the crawfish have the claws. So, you know, it's like I know if I pick up a crawfish with no claws, my daughter got to it first. Uh, but that's all right. You know, we don't we don't really do a whole lot with the uh, with the claws other than her. Um, Tyler, we got an update on Patapalooza. Uh, we're a week and a half away. How many people we've got signed up at last count? Um, I haven't checked today, but I think we're up to around uh, 180. So we're doing pretty good. It's still, uh, uh, you know, a couple weeks away. So um, we're sure we'll, yeah. we'll easily exceed 200 and may, maybe even be a record year. We'll see. Absolutely. Well, look, let's get over to Danica. Uh, I don't want to keep you too much, but um, wish to fish. You know, um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but um, 
I've heard your name throughout the years. This is the first time I think I've actually got to talk to you in person. I, I remember you coming to one of our tournaments a few years ago to accept the check. I think it was at um, the last time we had it at Topwater Marina, maybe. I think you were there. Um, in Leesville. In Lees- yeah, in Leesville. A couple years back, you were there. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're, we talked before, you're from Metairie, right? I am. I am. Yes. I grew up in Metairie, right across from the Galleria. Um, lived there all, until you know, I got married and moved away. Kind of bounced around a little bit in Metairie. Um, now I live in Lacombe. We lived in Kenner for a little while, CT and I. Now we have a little one. I have a stepdaughter that's 20, 25 and wow. a little one that's, yes, and a little one that's nine. Nine years old? Yes. Girl or a boy? A girl. I have got my daughter's nine years old as well. Does she like to fish? She she does. She likes to snack. When as soon as we get on the water, the first thing she wants to do is eat. And I said, Well, that's good. I said, baby girl, we don't eat when we're on the kite. We eat before we eat after, but we don't we don't eat when we're on, you know. Well, Certainly we're, we're not bringing any actually one of our banquets or wish to fish and my daughter came up to the podium with me and said hi i'm Peyton, and i don't like to fish (laughs) (laughs) she likes it when there's other little kids around but she likes being out on the water but um you know fishing's not not her go-to not yet yeah so i know you're you're obviously affiliated with wish to fish do you do anything else aside from that or is that just your main focus no, I, um, I actually work for Wildlife and Fisheries. That's my oh. career. Um, I've been there for 18 years. And Wish to Fisheries is something that we started doing in 2006 with just some family and friends. And mm-hmm. it's grown since then, but it's all volunteers. Like we just, everybody does this on the side and nobody gets paid a penny. What do you do for the uh, Wildlife and Fisheries? I am a um, biologist program manager for the Fisheries Extension. I work on the recreational side and commercial side for outreach and education. Oh, that's fantastic. And you were married to C.T. Williams. Yes, I am. And as I understand it, he he's the host of the Big Fish Report, right? On w, WGNO? Yes. Yeah. Now, um, have you talked to Fox him? Eight, about- I'm sorry. He's on Raycon, Fox 8. Oh, Fox 8. Okay, Aaron yeah, LaRose. Yeah. Oh, all right. Aaron, bad. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron texted me wrong. I had I had bad information. This wasn't my fault. Um, Aaron should know better. Uh, so... <laughs> Have you talked to him about coming out and doing maybe you know, a little spotlight on the club and maybe show up at Paddlepalooza one, one time and putting us on the news? I, you know what? We need to do that. I Y'all need to like do that. I, I'd like yeah. to fish in and maybe you could put your, you guys on the news. I think that's a fantastic idea. And if he would like to come out, I don't know if he's – has he ever been kayak fishing? CT? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If he wants someone to show him around, you know, tell him to give us a call. We'll take him out. We'll, we'll treat him right. We'll show him – some good spots. Okay. <laughs> we definitely might need some pointers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know just the guy. It's not me, but I know just the guy. Um, wish to fish. Uh, how, how long uh, How long ago did it get started? We started in 2006. Two th- so 13 years ago. Yeah. So we've been, we've been doing it for a little while. The first one was um, kind of off the cuff. It started... I used to talk about it all at the time with one of the charter boat captains down in Juris, Louisiana, Captain John Taylor. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, um, but he, you know, he heard me talking about it all of the time. And he, and he finally said, Danica, you, need, you just need to stop talking about it and do it. Just do something about it. And he actually called the New Orleans Cops for Kids. So that was the very first one. It wasn't Wish to Fish yet. We weren't even organized. Um, so he got the group down there. There was about 15, 16 children from this organization from New Orleans and, and their, their chaperones. 
and we had about five or six boats and we just piled them on the boats and we went fishing and we had the, we had a great time when we, we returned to the dock you know, a lady one of the chaperones came up and she gave john and i a big bear hug and she just kind of pointed at all the kids around and then told us their history and it was just unbelievable. I mean, you, you, you kind of know beforehand, but then when you just really sit down and talk to them and you, you, you hear the, the history of you know, their lives and where they've come from and have mm. never been on the water before, never, you know, they, they live so close to Lake Pontchartrain, probably haven't even seen Lake Pontchartrain before, but just a lot of really sad stories. And she said, you have no idea what you have done today. Um, and again, she gave me a big bear hug and John looked at me and he said, I think you found your calling. And so we've been doing it ever since. And we, when we first started, it was, um, we kind of did just offered it to just at risk youth, but I'll tell you, you know, we've opened it up to pretty much anybody and everybody. The basic concept is getting you outside that and on boats that would not normally have the opportunity. So, you know, I thought about it and there's, there's tons of parents out there that may have the means to do it, may have the funds to do it, but they don't know how, or they don't know where to go. Um, so if, if they call, you know, you can call now and, um, you can nominate a family to go fishing, whether they, it's at-risk youth or kids with disabilities. Um, it's You can nominate a family and we will probably put them on the water. You know, It's hard for me to say no to anybody. There is a process and an application that you have to go through, but um, yeah, we've been doing it for so long. We, we, we do the big groups. We do three to four big events, one out of Venice, one out of Island Marina, and, and some others that we just bounce around at different marinas around the coast. And we take 20 to 25 participants from different organizations, one being the Miracle League Network of Greater New Orleans, um, others being the, the Son of a Saint organization out of New Orleans. Um, and, and again, it could be any group, but we offer it you know, to, at those three locations and we try to do 20 to 25 participants. And we put two kids on a boat with a captain and a chaperone. And that way we're trying to give each kid individual attention and we tell them when you get out there there's no stupid questions you get it the guides that we recruit are have been on the water for 20 plus years and, and you know while i'm talking about the guides obviously i wouldn't be doing this right now if it wasn't for them so tell, you know, there's tell us which guides you use we um down in venice we have captain bulo um we have chris wilson some of the guys that have been helping us lloyd landry for just for years from the get-go you know how to slide elliot buddy bubby lamey uh, Mike Gallo, Matt, Matt McCabe, uh, I can go on and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting people, but it, it's a long list. And, and I will tell you this too, that when we, when we do a trip, obviously we like to, you know, we, we, we put the drinks on the boat, we put the snacks, we put, can you hear that? I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Tyler, we need um, that music to the background and it kind of gives us a little rhythm yeah, when we go on. See what I'm bringing to the show? <laughs> you're, you're bringing a lot to the table tonight. So, you know, we, we try to, you know, we, we get sponsors and we offer a few, we try to cover their costs. Well, I will say that 90% of them, almost all of them say, Danica, that is not why we're doing this. You take the money back, give it to the kids, give it to the groups, put it back in the pot and, and give more kids the opportunity to go fishing with somebody. But that's not why we're doing this. We're doing this because we love it. And I've been told by captains that it's it's some of their favorite trips of the year. They, they you know, they love being out there. Um, and offering this opportunity to kids that probably would never get it if they didn't. Is, is there an age limit for the kids? We It ranges from 8 to 16, but again, if it's it, it's up to the, the family members. If you feel like your six-year-old can handle uh, being on a boat and you want to offer them a trip, we'll, we'll definitely listen. And, you know, it, again, it's hard for me to say no, but 
it's that age range from you know, 7 to 8 to 16, 17. We, we had a question come in, I see um, from people watching, but uh, one question was, um, what about autistic kids? Could, can you... Um... Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, most of the kids that we take out of Venice from the Miracle League, most of those, those young children have um, autism. That's great. Okay. What about, um, I'm just curious, kids with, with, with disabilities that may be in wheelchairs or just something like that, I don't know, do y'all handle anything like that? I know that's going to be a little special trip. It is, and we only have one or two abodes that are available that we um, that are capable of putting a wheelchair. Um, we have had kids that are confined to a wheelchair that the parents go with them, and again, it's up to the parents. And if we can put them in a seat, in a seat belt, um, and offer them a trip, we've, we've done a couple of those. Okay. And are you guys limited to just certain geographical region or, you know, where do you, most of your kids come from? Oh, where do the kids come from? Anywhere in Louisiana. We haven't ventured outside of Louisiana. You know, we haven't, obviously we haven't saturated Louisiana, the, the youth in Louisiana and getting them out there. So we want to try to work with the youth in Louisiana, but if, you know, we would definitely work outside. Wish to fish Louisiana. If you want to come from Mississippi and see how the great resources that we have here in Louisiana, um, we're definitely willing to offer that as well. So as I understand it, there, there's no like income, um, like cutoff. Like if the parents make too much money, you're, you're going to refuse the kid. It's basically, you've got parents, they don't know what to do. Certainly I would think if the parents had enough money, they'd just go hire a charter captain. But in some situations, you know, uh, you've got a kid maybe that wants to fish or the, the family knows it could be a single mom, something like that. And, uh, they want to take their, you know, have their kid experience the outdoors. This is somebody that would just contact you guys and, and submit an application for that. Yes. Yeah. So we can go to our website, wishtofish.org, and we have a little application process and just go on and there's a volunteer page, there's a sponsor page, there's a um, sign up page, all of that there. Or you can just send me an email at wishtofishla at yahoo.com. Just send us an email and tell us why, you know, to nominate a family or, or a child. Just tell us why you think they deserve a, a day on the water, um, and we'll contact you back and ask you more questions. Okay, and then the uh, y'all have a Facebook page as well. Yes, Wish to Fish LA. Wish to Fish LA. Okay, great. Now we talked a little bit about uh, the the charter captains. A lot of them, you try to reimburse them the fuel and and things like that. And a lot of the guys are just you know they're really good guys uh, out there. They they don't want to accept it. But uh, what type of um, things do y'all need as, as far as uh, equipment? Do y'all need uh, money or what type of things uh, can uh, the organization take on that would help uh, kind of, you know, spread it out a little bit more? Um, obviously, monetary donations are very helpful, but we also take, um, we take you know, food, drinks. Rotolos is, is one of our sponsors and they donate food to most events. Um, we, we drinks, rod and reels, life jackets, sunscreen, hats, you know, that type of stuff. Anything that you can think of, especially the safety stuff, like the hats and the sunscreen, anything like a bug spray that you think if you wanted to donate product, um, that we would take any of that. We also do a fundraiser every year at the Big Bash Rodeo in City Park, and we collect donations, whether it be used or new, and we have a big fishing flea market or outdoor flea market, so we, have, we go out there and um, we accept donations for new and used uh, fishing equipment. Okay. And all the proceeds go to Wish to Fish. What's the uh, When's the date of that? Do you know? The it just passed. Uh, it's always the last weekend in March. Um, but we collect stuff throughout the entire year. Uh, and <laughs> Captain CT wants to shoot me because of our shed and everything. So 
That's, that's good to know because I actually have – I'm starting to acquire a pile of things that I'm like, man, I don't don't know if I want to take the time to try to sell each one of these, but I hate to throw them away, you know? I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I've got like, I don't know, 15 rods and reels in my shed, and I, I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to throw them away because they're fine, and I'm like thinking – you know, I was hoping to be able to ask that question tonight and see, can I, can I just give it to you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. So we usually say when in doubt, put it in the pile. You know, we would hope that if, it, if we can clean it up and it's usable, that that's um, preferred. But, you know, we actually get some stuff that we call vintage and we'll, you know, we can put that kind of stuff on eBay or people call us sometimes and say, do you have anything for my man cave, you know, that I can decorate my man cave. So, um, we pretty much take anything um, at the, at the fish and flea market. People come, you know, we did it this year and we had people dropping in from Baton Rouge just for the flea market. So it's getting bigger and bigger and it's, it's really awesome because we do raise a lot of money and even think that just a small little flea market, but we raise a lot of money so we can, you know, we're able to offer more kids fishing trips. And now all y'all do are fishing trips, correct? And that's, those are on boats. Yes, we do fishing trips. Um, we do offer some bank fishing. Um, you know, we offer every once in a while, we'll come out and teach kids how to cast at different events. But for the most part, it's basically putting kids on the, on the boats. We, you know, like I was talking about the big groups, but last year we actually started taking individual families. It was kind of like a pilot study with the Tito's American Redfish Cup um, series. So during that tournament, we would ask captains to take a family and put them out on the water and fish during the tournament and then when the kids would come in we'd give them a big trophy we treat them just like the, the anglers in the tournament it, it it really went off well i mean it was amazing the kids had so much fun the families were just so appreciative you know they, they, the kids felt like they were one of the anglers fishing the tournament we put them on a big podium gave them a nice three-foot trophy wish to fish angler of the year and so um i think it worked well i think we're definitely going to try it again this year with the Redfish Cup out of Hopedale. That'll be the first one on June 8th. It is uh, Christian Arcanello with CTO is going to be having a, um, a live redfish tournament out of Hopedale Marina. And so that'll be the first one that we do this year. And we'll offer a few families to go fishing during that tournament. And that'll be Wish to Fish Trips. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And when is that again? That is going to be June 8th. June 8th. Okay. And that's out of Hopedale? Yes. Okay, I was just kind of running through my head as far as uh, tournaments coming up. Coming, I know we start getting into the summertime. We start getting a lot of tournaments out there. Um, so again, monetary donations or uh, you know um, uh, donations as far as rods and reels, tackle stuff like that for your for your. Uh, what did you say? It was a flea market. Yes, a little flea market. Fishing flea market. <laughs> Jason Jason Bain made a comment. Uh, I kind of Jason Bain's our treasure. He made a comment in the. Facebook chat. Uh, maybe we could try to uh, organize a donation bin at Paddlepalooza. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and that put that good. out there. I'm sure uh, between all the volunteers, we can somehow organize that between now and then. Well, and I'll tell you what, it, that, that'll be, um, yeah, I wish we'd have thought about that beforehand. But, you know, even if we can't do it for Paddlepalooza or we can we, we can get, we do those two big tournaments a year between Paddlepalooza and Fallen Tide. I know a lot of guys are just looking to get rid of some of their old stuff. They, it's, it's just the stuff you don't want to throw away because it's still good. But as fishermen, we just buy new crap, you know, all the time and we just accumulate things. And, and I'm sure all of us have uh, trays and trays of tackle and, and, and rods and reels that we um, we don't use anymore. We don't want to throw away. So that's a really good idea, uh, Jason. Um, certainly we can talk to Danica about that. I know uh, Aaron or, um, or me or, or Todd can reach out to her and see what we can do about 
you know, getting that stuff together and getting it over to you, or uh, maybe we can put it at, uh, at Aaron's house for, for a while with the other stuff we have. I'm sure his wife won't mind storing it over there. Um, well, thank you all very much. Yes, it's definitely a good opportunity for you guys to um, make room for new stuff, and then you can offer it and give it to kids that, you know, don't, don't have anything or, you know, we can raise more money to, to get more kids on the water. Absolutely. Danica, one more time. Tell us where people can go to find out about Wish to Fish. Wishtofish.org is our website. Okay, great. And they are also available on, uh, on Facebook. So if you have any questions, you know, you can certainly visit those websites. You can reach out to one of the officers in Bayou Coast and we can certainly put you in touch with Danica. Um, you know, if you want to make a donation, either money or um, via tackle or something like that. Danica, I know you got a lot going on tonight. Thank you so very much for coming on tonight. We hope to see you and, and hopefully your husband out at one of our um, big tournaments soon. And, uh, you know, and, and hopefully uh, wish to fish or, or, or win the, um, the, uh, the charity nomination this year and get another check and, and do something really good with it. I know it, it's, what you guys are doing is incredible. Uh, I can only imagine what the kids, um, how they feel after going home and, catching that first fish on a, on a rod and reel and bringing it in. I'm sure it's a very special experience for him. So thank you again for coming on tonight. All right, guys. Thank you very much for the support and nomination again this year. Appreciate it. Thank you, Danica. All right, guys, we're going to go to a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be back in just a few seconds. What's up guys. It's Brock from the backpacker again. Another cool product I wanted to highlight was from free fly apparel. Um, we got some of the breeze shorts right here. Really great, quick drying and lightweight shorts. So really good for the kayaks when we're getting wet all the time. Um, also these hoodies. Uh, hoodies and sun shirts are something that we really need to kind of block out the, uh, the sun. Uh, it's real lightweight, so you can wear them when, when they're hot, but they're also quick dry. And then we got the utility shorts. They look a little nicer, but that you can also wear them for a day on the water. And don't forget, be sure to visit us online at www.backpackeroutdoors.com or in one of our stores in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, last week we talked about one of my favorite parts of Paddlepalooza, which is the raffle. Uh, good chance if you uh, buy enough tickets, you're going to be a winner. Uh, Aaron LaRose is back with us again tonight to talk about some of the great prizes we will be raffling off. Um, Aaron, let's get to it. Tell us what you got for us tonight. Well, tonight, guys, um, we... Um we have our, our some of our newer sponsors and uh, some some oldies but goodies coming back here this year for uh, Poundapalooza. Um, and I and I do apologize. I, I'm I'm kind of late to get on the uh, the game here. I'm, um, Tyler, you want to cue me up? I'm I'm still trying to pull up my uh, my list of uh, what our we've got kind of a prepared uh, list of things we're going through. So I don't want to jump to the gun on any of them, but I'm trying to get that list. Tyler, what's our our first one you got lined up for us, if you can remind me while I get uh, this up. BD Outdoors and Local Knowledge. Okay, cool. So BD Outdoors is, is BD is the acronym for Bloody Decks. Um, that is a fishing forum done by a friend of mine, Ali Husseini, out of San Diego, California. Uh, they run probably the, the nation, if not the world's largest offshore fishing forum, uh, BDOutdoors.com. And about two, three years ago, they uh, he got um, on board with his buddy Rush Maltz out of Key, uh, Key West, Florida, and that South Florida area. And they started a show called Local Knowledge, which uh, airs on the Discovery Channel. Um, so it's it, they've, they've got a nationwide uh, show. It's a great show uh, where uh, they, they go around the nation fishing offshore. And their, their big point about their show is you can, you can fish an area an area uh, but the best thing or the best way to get um 
acquainted to to fish an area and um and and learn about that area is asking the locals so they do a real good job of going into detail about a specific fishery about everything around it and about the people who grow up and 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 surround that fishery whether it be from the industry to to getting bait learning about where the fish are how they migrate but it's it's very it's very different in a show as to where you know they you know most a lot of shows they'll go they'll catch something these guys really kind of tell the story about where they're fishing and what they're fishing about and, and the people who have come before them to to fish these big pelagic species offshore so um really cool show uh been meaning to get them on board with us and they were nice enough to send us some swag so um check your bags uh when you come in for the tournament um you'll have some things there and also we'll be raffling off some hats and t-shirts for them but check their show out like i said it's on discovery channel it's pretty cool um I do know there are uh, some sections of the forum for Grand Isle as well as, you know, that Pensacola side. So I know that um, there are some people that do like to do some offshore fishing from kayaks. And look, you never know. You may find out some tips. Um, if, if you don't find out fishing reports, you'll definitely get some cool tips on uh, rigging and what baits to use and things like that that could come in handy um, for fishing offshore. So, um I love fishing offshore. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you just, you never know what you're going to catch. I mean, you throw it out today uh, and it's just, it's, it's, you know, Wahoo, Amberjack, you know, it's just cra- all kinds of craziness. So that's, that's great. That's, that's going to be something um, interesting to look forward to. Yeah. So what's our, what's our, I'm getting signed in right now. So I should. Yeah. Uh, Overcast Lure Company, uh, Aaron. Overcast Lure. So yeah. So this is another returning um, sponsor of ours. Zach Bro, um, originally out of the Pierre Part area, uh, but I believe now living in the Gonzales area, um, the owner and proprietor of Overcast Lures. Um, some really cool. We started off with Overcast Lures. Um, we highlighted, or, or the biggest thing to showcase there were their top waters. So mm-hmm. Zach, um, Zach has these top waters, and he hand paints these um, uh, for his customers, and they come out. I mean, really amazing. He's using um, the uh, the body style paint that uh, are like, you know, the, the I'm seeing model, but it's like car level, car type paint that um, doesn't chip easy, uh, holds on to its longevity. Um, they've got great action. Harks, uh, sh- hooks are super sharp. And so um, he's got a handful of those in various shapes and colors and sizes. Um, my favorite being the Hogzilla uh, when he first came out with those, you know, and I, and I tried his Fanger Banger, I think it's one model and some other ones. And I was like, like you know, Zach, I, I like I like the, the top waters. But one of the one of the things I really like about my top waters that I like to throw, I like loud. And he's like, you know what? I just so happened to be coming out one called Hogzilla. And uh, you really need to try that one out. And I did. And like I said, it's a great one. It's got a bigger, bigger BB inside. It's got a louder knock. Um, this past year, though, he's also uh, come out with some new ones, um, some new lures, which are in the swim bait category. So the swimming shad, um, he is he is starting to push those out, and I hear they've been doing very well uh, catching trout, especially in Pontishan down in Grand Isle. So we're we're happy to have him on board again this year. Um, I think he may or may not come and set up a table um, to be to, to also sell some for for Friday and Saturday. So. Um, we'll be very fortunate if he can do that, uh, but we will be having some raffles, some packs of lures, 
um, whether it be the top waters and, and swimming shad and things and some hats to uh, put together for some prize packs and we'll raffle those off uh, later that Saturday night. That's great, man. I know, I know um, Overcast always donates some really good stuff to the, to the club for the, for the raffles and uh, their, their uh, product. I, th- I know that Pat Kayak Rentals sells some of their stuff. Um, yep. Uh, got Pat Kayak Rentals sells some stuff. Um, I've seen them actually, we, we saw them this past weekend at Tides. Um, we stopped yeah, in we for, did. for a bite at lunch. Um, there were some top waters and uh, soft plastics there by Overcast Lures. But he's got them in a he's got them in a good number of stores around uh, Louisiana. Also, I think if 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 you're looking for them and you're not running out by tides or if you're not out by pack, you can go on uh, OvercastLureCompany.com. It's actually OvercastLureCo.com if you're looking for that. Uh, pack Kayak Rentals. That's another sponsor of ours. Uh, one one of our really good sponsors. Yep. Um, Pat, Pat Kayak Rentals, not really a secret amongst the kayak community. Um, Eddie and Lisa Mullen um, running a great, uh, a real great setup there. Sorry, I'm trying to get this big bright light out of my back here. Um, my head's already shiny enough. <laughs> um, Pat, it Pat, looks Pat, like you waxed it tonight. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Um, yeah, Eddie and Lisa Mullen. I mean, every every other day, um, someone on the forum, Facebook page, you know, talks about the the great the great fish and the greatness that is Pack. Um, Eddie and Lisa run a top notch facility down there. I mean, we, we never can say enough about them. The uh, the launch itself is a floating dock, uh, floating slip. I think there's four or five slips for kayaks. Um, anybody who's ever fished there knows it's very tidal. So the water is always high and low, high and low. Well, that, that dock, that slip that they've got for the kayaks goes with the water. So it's, it's, it's always fairly easy to get your kayak into that slip and get set up to where your kayak's not going anywhere. And you can simply, you know, sit off, you know, roll off the dock and kind of sit in your yak and, and go to town. Um, they've got a great, uh, little shop with all mm-hmm. kinds of accessories, uh, lures, tackle, baits you name it uh, i mean they've they're they're fully stocked with all your favorites especially like overcast lures um they've got uh, i think they've got some death grip they're carrying death grip jig heads and, and swimming mullets and uh, mad mullets and um all those from captain lane maybe even some cajun lures we'll talk about those at some point um and then you know just their hospitality i mean they they love living there they love being um uh, out of you know near the water and doing what they do and they show that through their customer service. I mean, I, I've said it before. I've gone take a mothership trip, which is one thing that Eddie does. He does mothership trips. They've also got guide services there. Um, but I've done mothership trip before, multiple, well, more than once, where you know I've parked, started kind of pulling some stuff out the back of my truck, and you know they'll mention, "Hey, you know, let me help you get your kayak." I'm like, "No, you know, I got it. No big deal." Because you know, I'm I'm not too old to where I can't unload my own kayak. But but no, no sooner do I look in the back of my truck and look back. They've already got it unstrapped. Yeah. Down. Yeah. One, like, one of my first memories of going to the pack, uh, I remember getting back from fishing and pulled into the slip. And I think still, this might've been when they only had two slips. I mean, it was when they first started and I couldn't even get my kayak out the water. And Mr. Eddie was back there picking out my trash out of the back of my kayak, like my empty <laughs> chip bags and stuff to go throw them away. And I was like, you really don't have to do that. I mean, that just shows that shows the kind of people are, how much they care and what kind of service they offer out there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, what, so what, what is uh pack, uh, pack, uh, kayak riddles donating to the, to the raffle this year? So, yeah. So, um, those familiar with pack know that they've got a real big houseboat. 
right on the corner of their property there that stays parked, um, but it has rooms in it and it sleeps. Um, I want to say maybe four or six people. Oh, at um, least six. It, I know we, we had yeah, five or six of us sleeping there one I'd night. Say it's a and, six to eight. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say, I'd, um, you know, it, where it's positioned at and the lights they've got on it, you can actually fish off the side of that boat. They've also got a pier on the property that you can mm-hmm. walk out to and fish. Um, and so, um, They've got a really nice setup there, and uh, they're going to be uh, giving away a two-night stay uh, to the houseboat uh, for the raffle. So the winner will get two free nights on the houseboat. Um, and like I said, you know, even if you're, even if by chance you don't bring a kayak to fish, you can fish off the side of the boat, fish off the pier. There's some bank fishing nearby, and also I want to mention, you know, just this past year they opened up their pack shack. There's all kind of food there. Oh my God, we we've we've gotten sick about from the amounts of food we pulled from that place. I think one time for for the tournament last year, our trout challenge that that half of us didn't fish, and I'm looking at you, Sean, because you stayed in and, and slept through it. I did. Um, you did. I the caught as many trout as, as the whole. Uh, I caught as many trout that day as everybody in the tournament. You're right. Um, <laughs> I at least caught a redfish. I'm just letting you know. I mean, people didn't catch. I'll, I'll, I'll tip my hat on that one. Um, but we, the night before, I think we ordered like one of every appetizer and it was just like, uh, we were like, couldn't move. We had so much food. Um, I know they make these huge biscuits, um, that, that, you know, in the mornings for breakfast, they've got these huge hamburgers, you know, then everything's good. So, I mean, you, you've got, you've got everything you could want. You've got a great launch. You've got great people, good food, good fishing, it's it's no secret why you know, you know everybody loves that place and you could win you know a free two night stay on the houseboat and, and have a really good weekend and bring some other people. I don't believe they they limit it to the people. I mean, of course, the the houseboat sleeps only so many people, so you can't go over that number. But it's not you know understand the voucher is not for two people; it's just for two nights. So if you've got you know four or six other friends who you want to bring out, then you know they'll get to to stay with you in that. Yeah, no, the, the food over there is really good. I know uh, I uh, I get the chicken tenders over there. They're really good. Uh, Tyler uh, has the burger. Uh, so the pack the attack. Most, most men have the burger, Sean. Most men have the yeah. I think they've also got um, ice cream. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually, the last tournament um, we had there, uh, I got the milkshake, and it was real good. It, I don't know why. It seems like every time I get off the water, I'm just looking for something greasy and fattening and i had the yeah. burger and finished it off with a milkshake it was great oh that's that's you know that's good stuff um so look if, you, if you're looking for a little bit more information about it you can go to uh pack p-a-c kayak rental.com certainly you know they've got a facebook page as well if you got any questions uh give mr eddie a call uh these if you win the win the um the voucher you definitely want to go ahead and book it as soon as possible for a weekend. Cause I know that thing books months out in advance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So next one is uh, one of my favorites, Emerald coast kayak fishing. Um, tell us list. about that. And I'll tell you my own personal experience. So, so I've got my list back up. So yeah. Uh, Brandon Barton, a uh, member of ours for many years now, also uh, avid tournament angler uh, for BCKFC, always coming in and um, fishing our tournaments, placing well, also, you know, big fisherman with the IFA. Uh, he has a uh, charter service out there called Emerald Coast Kayak Fishing. Emerald, um, uh, Emerald like, Waters. 
Cameron Waters, I'm sorry, he was water kayak fishing. And uh, what he does is he actually does, um, he's got two kind of packages. And I say two, I, I, I have to check with him, but he may also have like a third type package you could do. You know, of course, you've got the inshore, uh, which is, you know, the, the basic, you know, reds and trout and flounder and, you know, in inshore waters. Um, he also does an offshore package where um, you'll go about four miles off the beach in Pensacola. And I've done this trip with him. Um, I have as well. Yeah. Um, I I, I, unfortunately, I did it a little late in the snapper season. Um, that was just because that's when I could go. But um, still uh, went four miles out, trolled uh, baits. Oh, actually, we started by catching our own bait. So dropping sabiki rigs and kind of pulling up hardtails and, and different little you know, whatever little bait fish we could find and, and putting him in our live, in his, you know, live well or in the, uh, the bait tubes and then began trawling out to, to, you know, his, his areas where he's got, he knows where there's rigs or, or under underwater, you know, structure to, to fish for snapper. Uh, we ended up catching our limit of snapper. They were kind of small, but like I said, we were late in the season. All the big ones had kind of been fished off or I pulled off of the rigs. Uh, and then we, on the way back, we, uh, we found a couple schools of some small cobia, um, and, and kind of fished around for those and that was kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a cool trip. Um, we had a really great weather day. Um, I know sometimes, you know, offshore is kind of, um, uh, kind of makes you anxious cause you know, you could have bad weather days and you got a lot of surf you got to get through and stuff like that. We actually had a great day, uh, weather wise, uh, sun was shining. Uh, at one point, I think the, the, the water was just like glass. I mean, it would have been a great top water day if we'd have saw anything busting, but, um, for being as late as it was in the season, I was pretty satisfied with, you know, with our day. It was, it was a good time. Um, and then I know the third package he might may or may not offer, but I know a lot of people are really like it, especially right now, um, are bull reds at night at the bridge. Um, if you go to uh, their Facebook page or go to their website, EmeraldWatersKayakCharters.com, um, you'll see a lot of photos of his clients going at night for bull reds. Uh, under the lights at the Pensacola Bridge, and uh, it's really cool. Um, you'll throw a lot of top waters, and he has some lights that he will shine in front of his kayak, and you'll see them kind of, you know, right at the surface of the water. Um, and they pull up some really big bull reds. So um, I don't quote me on that being an available package. I just know he does offer that um, for for paid um, clientele. Uh, but definitely, if anything, the voucher that we're giving is one free trip. Um, either inshore or offshore, of course, you've got to get there. Um, now, he does, however, uh, provide a kayak if you need it. So you do not have to uh, bring your own if you don't have one or if you just don't want to carry that to Pensacola if you're going on a trip with family. So um, he can provide a kayak as well as tackle. Um, I think you just you know bring your, your drinks and snacks if you want that on the water. Um, but it's a really great trip, especially if you, uh, you want to try offshore species um, from a kayak. Uh, it's definitely a, a good experience. It's a real good time. I mean, they, you know, you, you, you touched on red snapper, uh, cobia, uh, Spanish mackerel, king mackerel. Um, I've seen them catch sailfish out there. Trigger I know fish. last year they had a big run of tarpon. They were catching these massive tarpon uh, off the beach out there, uh, you know, 150, 200-pound tarpon, you know, sharks. So, you know, there's all kind of things out there. Uh, that you can catch, you'd be surprised what you can catch three miles off the beach. I, I had no idea that you could catch those type of fish that close in. But, you know, you get lucky. Uh, certainly the red snapper, if you get there early in the season, he's got some reefs marked. 
they'll take you out there. You drop it down 60, 80 feet with this gear and, you know, you're pulling up some nice red snapper. Um, yeah. I had the opportunity to go with them and I caught a beautiful snapper. Uh, the guy that uh, was on the trip with me, um, I think he had a real nice cobia. It was just a great experience. And, you know, we also caught some mackerel and stuff, but it, it was a great experience. Uh, yeah, if you like, want to check. Definitely, definitely, definitely check. If you're interested in that and you really want to get on the better fish, definitely check. Uh, I, I, I would be lying if I told you what the season was for snapper in Florida, but definitely check, um, you know, Florida recreational fishing game website, you know, wildlife website, uh, or, you know, message Brandon and see when, um, when the season starts. Cause the earlier you can, so the, the way he explained it to me, you know, snapper congregate on these structures. And when the season first opens up, that's when you can expect the larger snapper to be, mm. you know, on those structures. So when I went, it was the end of the year. By that point, anything big had either moved off or had already been caught. So the best times are to go is, 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 you know, early on in the season. So find out when that season opens and try to book your, your trip with him uh, as, as soon as possible. If you're interested in some really bigger, but I'll be honest, even the, even the small snapper and, and I, these were, you know, nothing to write home about, you know, they were big enough to keep, but not, you know, no records, you know, <laughs> anywhere near what, you know, they've caught in the past. Those things pull. I mean, they do. It, it's amazing the thump that even those small stat snapper give. Like, do you want? They want to pull the rod out your arms, and and I'm reeling up, and I'm like, oh, what is it? It's like, oh, it's a, it's a small, it's a snapper, but it's a small snapper. You know, like I would be, I think it would be amazing to try something to to get into something bigger like that. I did. We did hook into a black tip shark that that pulled me for a while. Um, and then once we found out it was a shark, we just, you know, snapped the leader to, to not, you know, break anything. But uh, that was probably the biggest thing that day that we hooked into. And like I said, it, it, at one point I was, I was making a wake on the side of my kayak and, and I noticed my, I wasn't pedaling. So, uh, so that was really cool to, to feel that, uh, to pull, you know, feel that pull on there. So, um, yeah. yeah. And so uh, if you want some more information, if you're going down, uh, to Pensacola or in that area and you want to book a trip with, uh, with Brandon, you can check them out at uh, www.emeraldwaterskayakcharters.com or just Google Brandon Barton. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, that's how I booked my trip with him a couple of years ago. Had a great time. Brandon's real safe. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you. He'll even teach you some things out there. You know, don't be looking to, to mark any um, reef spots, but you know, he'll help you out and kind of show you the gear that he's fishing with and how he's fishing out there. So moving on to the to the next sponsor we've got is uh is Astral. Astral. Yeah, yeah tell us a little bit about Astral. Astral is a second year sponsor. They are the makers of uh, some PFDs as well as outdoor and water sport footwear. Um, last year they were nice enough to give us some some discounts on some PFDs, and we bought a couple and raffled them off. Um, this year I looked at their their list of things, and, and I really did like the shoes that I saw um, on their website. But you know I was like, well. I would like to say we get some shoes, but then, you know, we would need sizes with that. So what I what we got from them this year is two vouchers, 60% uh, off any item off of their online store. Um, so if you go to their site and, you know, most people or everybody, you know, in the tournament should have a PFD because that's one of our rules. But um, I do know a lot of people that, you know, they, they sometimes ask, you know, what kind of shoes we wear or should be worn. And I, these just looked really comfortable. Um, really I, nice. I actually have two pairs of their shoes uh, and I love them. And I'll tell you what I love even more there. I have a pair of their flip flops and uh, I, those things, you know, I, 
I've gone through uh, multiple pairs of flip-flops where, you, where you, they don't last very long. You blow them out. But I've worn these things. I mean, I, in the summertime, that is all I wear. I've worn them working in the yard all last summer, and they still look like the day I bought them, and they're super comfortable. Uh, I plan to get me another pair. But Do they so. do they stink after you've been in the water? I know sometimes I get those flip-flops, and they, they smell bad after they've kind of been in that water for a little while. No, I, don't, I haven't noticed that anyway. And uh, like I said, I also have two pairs. You know, they're all most of their shoes are designed uh, – to be worn in the water as well and have the drain holes and stuff. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I find them to be very comfortable. I like to wear them when I'm kayak fishing and, uh, they're, they're really comfortable. And I'm glad we got the uh, voucher this year, um, to give people an opportunity to, to get that. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I kind of right. took a personal note on that. Like I said, I, I, their, their PFDs are nice, but when I saw the shoes, I was like, man, if I were to get, if I were to get a win, this voucher, it's like, what would I buy? I'd probably buy the shoes before I'd buy the PFD. And so that's when I talked with those guys out there. And I said, look, I said, I really can't, don't, I don't feel comfortable deciding, you know, just to get PFD. So how about we just get a straight, you know, coupon for, for a, a hefty discount and we'll let the, the winners uh, decide. So that's what we've got. Uh, their website is www.astral, A-S-T-R-A-L, designs dot com and you can check out all their different uh, models of shoes as well as pfds um fairly reasonably priced and to be honest with that 60 percent voucher that mean they'd be super cheap after that so yeah. uh, the, that voucher will get a real cool deal from astral the next one up we've got uh AO coolers are um another uh another uh, returning sponsor i think yep AO coolers uh they've been sponsors with us at least for about four or five years also, another great cooler. Uh, I know we talk a lot about the Columbias, uh, but um, the 36-can ale cooler is another one uh, that's really up there, especially with kayakers. Um, I know it was one of my first coolers um, that I ever purchased, and um, its uh, its design is really unique in that um, on the corners of the zippers, if you've ever seen the ale coolers, the, uh, the ends of each side of the zippers have um, clips that pull down tight um, and can secure their, their, their points, I guess if you want to call that, to the side of the cooler. This gives the cooler a, a more box-like um, appearance, uh, also making the opening very, very box-like and sturdy. Um, and so um, basically um, something that uh, is really good to, to sit on the side of a kayak. Um, it, it also give some points that allow you to latch onto your kayak to secure the cooler from falling off. Um, but, uh, and really nice cool. And then if you, if you get too many fish, like I did my first tournament minimum challenge, you can, oh, here we go again. Down. Here we go. Yeah. Got Got to, got to pull on those, you know, got to, got to get back to that. You can unlatch the corners uh, or the, or the tips of that, that zipper. And it really opens up. I mean, they, they say 36. I feel like the 36 number comes with the latches down or the clips down. Because once you unclip that thing, I mean, it's a massive, massive cooler inside. So, you know, fit you five, you know, fat reds, fit you, fit, you, uh, fit a mess of trout in there, you know, get your fish in there. Um, and very strong um, and just, you know, really well-rounded cooler. Um that's really, you know, really a good size and good shape for a kayak. You know, it's, it's, it's boxy enough to be big enough to fit your fish and kind of fit in some of these areas on our yacht, but also soft enough that if you get into a bind and have to put some gear in a certain place or put your seat back a certain way, you're not going to be stuck in an awkward position that you would with a plastic cooler. 
Um, so you get kind of the benefits of a, of a square plastic cooler, but in a soft cooler package. Yeah. And just real quick, I know we also um, have gotten uh, four $50 gift cards from uh, Puglia's Sporting Goods Store here in Metairie off of um, Veterans and, and, and Bonneville. Uh, Puglia's has uh, been a sponsor of the club for the last couple of years. They, they have a really good selection of um, both fresh and saltwater gear, a lot of saltwater gear over there, rods, reels. They carry, uh, I think, some Zook rods, some douche rods. They, they've got a lot of good things over there. They also have hunting equipment. Um, they've got uh, clothing accessories, you know, outdoor stuff. So we really appreciate Puglia's uh, continued sponsorship of the club and uh, th- those gift cards. So those will be, uh, I think, included in the raffle, I think, or they may actually be prizes. I'm not sure yet what, what they've decided to be done with, but they are a sponsor of the club and, and we really appreciate it. So uh, I think that's that's basically everything we've got. We're going to... Um, cover some more stuff next week at uh, Backpacker when we have our show over there next week. And so Aaron, again, we appreciate you coming on tonight. I know you had a lot going on right now in your life Uh, with everything going on. We we appreciate you coming on and spending a few minutes with us tonight and tell us about these great sponsors and the prizes we got. Not a problem guys. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, Aaron. All right. Okay guys. So um, we've gotten through a lot of the stuff and I know you guys have been waiting for, uh, us to get into our scattering port. So let's talk a little bit about two other areas that will be in play uh, for Patapalooza. Uh, first area is going to be Leeville. I know a lot of people are familiar with Leeville. Uh, we fish over there certainly for Minimalist Challenge every year in January. A little bit different um, setup here when you come in uh, April. The fishing tends to get a little bit better. Uh, it, certainly you've got your choice of lures and, and, and uh, able to use uh, live bait as well. So Leeville can be a great place to fish if you know where to go. Um, the first thing you want to look at is the launches, you know, and the two main launches in Leeville are going to be at Topwater Marina, which is probably uh, one of the northernmost places you probably want to launch over there. And um, you've also got the public launch. So Topwater puts you further north and with striking distance to some really good places to fish for trout. Uh, the public launch gives you easy access to both the east and west sides of Leeville. Typically speaking, um, you know, and I've, I've been fishing over Levo for a few years now, and I've heard some people tell me this, and this is kind of what I found as well. The east side of Leeville is generally considered a better place to fish for trout. The west side, typically speaking, a little bit better for redfish. I think you have a little bit more marshy areas over there. Certainly, though, you can catch both species on either side, uh, but I think typically, you know, I'll tend to go if I'm fishing for trout, I'm going to go fish the east side if I'm fishing for redfish. I'm going to uh, probably fish the uh, west side. Now, if you're going to launch at Topwater, uh, Topwater does have a fee to launch, uh, but the public launch is free. Now, there's a there are a couple of places to stay in Leeville. Uh, Topwater has some rooms to rent. Uh, they uh, Some of the places they have there include a kitchen. They have an outdoor barbecue pit. You've got the launch there on site. There's some covered areas for parking, et cetera. If you're looking for a little bit uh, cheaper option, Boudreaux's is another place over there. Uh, not too far for the public launch. It's a, it's a great place to look at if you're just looking for a bed and a cool room to spend the night. Uh, there's there's a really a couple of good places to eat over there. You'd be surprised. Leeville's not that big. It's you know it seems like you hit Leeville and as soon as you hit it, you're out of it. You know, and most people are going down to Grand Isle or, or, or stopping before them. But the Leeville restaurant down there is a really good place to eat. Uh, they've got a big selection of food. Um, don't be afraid to eat that. They've got some some uh, soft shell crabs, fried shrimp, all you know, 
all kinds of good things. Yeah, Leeville restaurant, Leeville restaurants who um, you, has been catering the food for us the last few years. The minimalist challenge too. So if you've eaten the pasta that we've had at the uh, weigh-in, then uh, that, that's actually from Leeville restaurant. Absolutely, and the, and the food uh, we've we've stayed over there a couple of times for minimalist challenge and gone over there uh, at night and had some really good meals over there. If you're looking for something quick, uh, Tides right there when you enter, um, they've got some really good breakfast sandwiches, uh, hamburgers, chicken tenders, bunch of other different items. You know, you, they open up real early, so you can get in there that morning if you want a cup of coffee, a little breakfast sandwich, you know, biscuits, sausage biscuits, sausage egg biscuits, things of that nature. They've also got a pretty good selection of artificial baits, hooks, corks. If you need to pick something up, you know, we always forget something when we get down there and um, you want to get something. So you can go stop by Todd's and they've got some um, good selection of baits for you. Now, if you're looking for live bait, um, we uh, I was actually down in Leeville today. Uh, Terry's has um, is a good place to go get some live bait. Also to get some information. Uh, Terry's has got both minnows and live shrimp right now. Uh, the, 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 the shrimp that he's got are actually really good size. Uh, I can tell you that I fished. And I'll talk a little bit more about it a little bit in the show. I fished in Grand Isle on Saturday, and I fished south of Golden Meadow today. And uh, the trout are a little finicky. Um, They are wanting some live shrimp. You you can catch trout on artificial, but I think if you want to guarantee it, you know, you you may want to pick up some live shrimp or some minnows, certainly. Terry uh, said that he was going to be opening up about 3 o'clock, roughly 3, 3.30, uh, paddle is the morning. So, you know, you'd be able to get over there, get your bait and, uh, and get to your fishing spot early. Also, please note that this is cash only. You're probably going to make sure you have a little bit of cash on you when you come down there. I know we're all used to using debit cards and credit cards these days, but a lot of these launches, if you're fishing basons, if you're fishing top water, you're going to need to have cash to launch. Uh, same thing with Terry's. If you're looking to get live bait, you want to have cash on you so you can buy that live bait over there. Um, so look, there's a lot of great places to fish down in Leeville. Uh, one, you know, certainly we talked about you can launch at the uh, the kayak launch. You can launch at Topwater. Also, if you go across the bridge, once you once you pay the the toll, you get on the toll bridge. You're heading towards Grand Isle. You'll notice there's a um, there's a cutoff, um, probably about a mile mile down the road. Once you get on the uh, on the bridge, the expressway, hang your first right. It's the only place you can turn right until the the, the expressway ends. And you're basically on old Highway 1 that used to – is now, this is before my time. I don't, I don't remember it all that well as far as uh, me going down there. But old Highway 1 used to um, connect, I think, where the public launch is at now, I believe, where the, where the roads used to connect. But in any event, you can, you can get on old Highway 1, and from there, you can either go left or right. And if you go right, you can go about hmm, – probably about a mile up the road. There's a dead end. Uh, on the right-hand side, there's a great place to launch right there that'll put you in some good waters for for trout, uh, move you around a little bit. Or you can go to the left um, for a few miles, and um, eventually you'll you'll hit Fushan's over there by Moran's Restaurant and Hotel. Now, on the way over there, there's a bunch of spots to combat launch off of Old Highway 1, uh, and, and you've got easy access to the east or west side of Leeville. What I like to do is, um, if I'm looking where to fish, uh, before the tournament, I'm really looking at that wind. Um, typically, April and May, we can get some windy uh, windy areas, and you want to look at what direction that wind's coming from, which side may be protected, uh, depending on the wind. So you've got the opportunity to launch on either side of the road. Um, what I like to do is I'll drive down there maybe if I think that's an area that I'm going to fish, and I'm going to look at possible launch spots. You know, uh, you can't launch it 
you know, along the whole way of the road, but there's plenty of areas that, that are, you know, the grass is flattened out. You can put into the water, take a look at where you're at on your, um, on your phone, you know, pull up Google maps, take a look at where you're at, kind of keep note of that. And then look at some of the marsh in the area around you can catch trout, redfish and flounder on both sides of the road over there. You don't have to go very far. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of guys that, that would fish out there. Uh, I know Brendan told me a great story about, a uh, guy caught a, a big flounder literally in the ditch. He put his kayak in one year right off the side of the road. So you don't have to go far. There's a lot of trout, a lot of redfish, and there's a good bit of protected water out there. So if you're looking to fish Leeville, those are a number of options that you can look at. Uh, Grand Isle, obviously the tournament's in Grand Isle. Um, you have a lot of options. So if you take the expressway all the way down, uh, on highway one and you'll get to the caution light, the four way caution light with, with Moran's hotel on your left, you hang a left and you start heading down towards grand Isle. Basically you've got that whole roadway from that caution light all the way down until you hit the Island to combat launch off the side of, um, there again, take a look at the wind direction, uh, where, where the wind may be blowing. Uh, you can get out your car. You can look at some, um, some areas that, judging the water visibility, the clarity, but, uh, we were actually fishing down there on Saturday and it did really well with, with some redfish fishing in the marsh off that side. Now look, a lot of people, um, will go down and fish. There's two bridges down, uh, heading towards Grand Isle. A lot of people like to launch off the side of the road. One thing I noticed when I was down there Saturday, these bridges, they've, uh, they redid the bridges last year. You guys remember that we had a lot of traffic they had one lane open while they redid the bridges. The bridges are redone, but they put these big uh, these big rocks lining the side of the road now. Whereas before, you had the little pebble rocks and an easy, smooth transition. These are some pretty big rocks. Uh, it's going to make it a little bit harder to launch because you got to navigate over the walks. You can't really just slide your kayak in. But those rocks are only close to the bridge. So. You know, if you don't want to launch at the bridge, you can launch a little bit further up the road or a little bit past the bridges, make it a little bit easier to get into the water. Uh, but there's a lot of fish out there. Redfish, speckled trout, flounder, uh, both sides are, are good to fish. Personal opinion, I've done a little bit better fishing on the right-hand side of the road than the left-hand side. Uh, that's just my own personal experience. But I've seen a lot of guys that go out there, they'll fish the left-hand side and, uh, you know, again, you're not, you don't have to go very far. You're in the marsh. You're catching redfish. Uh, they've got some big trout up in there. You'd be surprised the size of the trout that go up in that marsh over there. Some people think you can only have to go to the island to catch the big trout, but they've gotten some uh, some pretty big trout in that marshy area. So that's a, a great place to go, especially if the wind kicks up and you're looking to um, to get out of the wind and get a little cover. You can certainly go back there and um, and uh, catch some fish. So aside from um, that marsh area on Old Highway 1, if you're actually going to be fishing on the island, uh, the three most popular spots to fish from are going to be um, Bridgeside, which is certainly the marina right when you cross uh, over the, the bridge hitting on the island. And when you hit Bridgeside, most of the people are going to paddle over to the rocks. Uh, you come out the marina, you take a left, you paddle over to the rocks and uh, start fishing there. Some people will cross over to Elmer's and fish over there. Again, you're going to have to pick your days very carefully. It gets windy out there. It gets choppy. Um, certainly, you can find some protected areas. But any type of good south wind is, is, is going to make it a little bit difficult. Um, 
The other place you can fish is Sand Dollar. Sand Dollar's at the other end of the island. Uh, I believe it's the same owners as Bridgeside, but you go all the way up to Sand Dollar. You'll see there's some rock structure out there um, straight across from the marina. There's some along the same side of the marina. Those are really good for trout. Um, you know, I've caught some redfish out there, but generally I find those, those spots are really good for trout. The only drawback with that area I find is that when it gets busy and the boats start running, you can catch a lot of wakes uh, from the boats if you're fishing on the, um, on the main canal where the marina is at. You have to go on the other side of the rocks to kind of get protected from that, but that can be a good area. The last place, and it's a pretty popular place, is the kayak launch. It's the uh, Kristen and Danny Ray kayak launch they built. It's been open for a few years now. It's basically right smack dab in the middle of the island, uh, right next to the, I think it's the like a wildlife and fishery department there. But it's a it's a it's a nice launch. It's it's all sandy, um, it's free, so you can get in there. And right when you get to the kayak launch, there are all kind of places to fish. You've got uh, rocks out there um, that you can fish for trout, redfish, uh, flounder. There's an island. Easy, easily pedaling, paddling distance from the kayak long straight out. You can't miss it. It's a big island. You can find protection from most of the wind out there, any side of the island you want to fish. So that's a great place to go. Then you can go to the left. And uh, once you get past the um, the rock jetties out there, you'll see there are signs. Uh, they've got these big, uh, I guess, four-way signs that mark a artificial reef. And so you'll see it. I think we have it one marked on there. Kind of hard to miss, especially when the water's low. The reef will be actually exposed for the water. But you can fish that reef, and um, you want to be careful when you're on your kayak because you'll, you'll ruin your drive if you, if you go over it. Uh, there are breaks in the reef. You can cross the reef. You need to pick up your drive and, and, and paddle across it. But you can actually troll along that reef. Uh, there are sheep's head, drum, redfish, trout, all kinds of fish along that reef. You can fish both sides. You can fish the bank uh, in between the reef and the island. Uh, there's just a lot of good areas to fish up in there in that kayak launch. It's a favorite spot for a lot of people going down there. Um, you know, you can go to the left. You can go to the right. So a lot of good, a lot of good places out there um, to fish. Again, you know, if you're looking for places to stay, Bridgeside has got some cabins. You're going to want to try to reserve it. They may already be booked up. Sand Dollar also has uh, some cabins to rent. That's on the other end of the island. I know Ricky's Motel is um, probably about a mile from Sand Dollars. It's a it's an inexpensive place. Um, you know they've got a launch over there. They've got a dock that you can fish at at night. It's cold rooms. Um, then if you're looking for something a little bit bigger, maybe you and some friends want to get together. There are a lot of camps out in Grand Isle to rent. Uh, I know that if you just Google or VRBO or something uh, of that nature, there are a lot of camps out there this time of year. You can probably get them still fairly cheap. I know once the summer hits, they start booking up, the prices go up. But I'm telling you, they got camps that sleep 12 to 15 guys out there. Uh, so you can you can certainly get together with some guys, rent a camp. We certainly encourage everybody to stay at least Saturday night if you can. Uh, if you've been fishing all day, the, the, the tournament goes into the night sometimes with the raffle. People are going to be drinking. So so be careful. Be safe. Find a place to stay if you can that night and uh, and have a really good time. Yeah. There's there's also the Grand Isle State Park if you got have a camper or you know or into tent camping. I think I think you can even get uh, spots there and set up tents. I know some some guys like to camp. Absolutely. So um, you know I've gotten a chance to to do a little bit of scouting uh, the last week and a half after Double Trouble. My focus kind of switched on over down to um, 
to Grand Isle and some of those areas. I fish Golden Meadow. I feel pretty good with Golden Meadow. And I'll tell you, uh, I've gotten some reports out of there from this past weekend. There's still some trout being caught down there. Uh, redfish, certainly, and, and, and flounder in Golden Meadow. So that's, that's a good spot to fish for this tournament. Saturday, uh, a few of us went down to Grand Isle. We fished the marsh. Uh, it was really windy. We had 15, 20 knot winds on Saturday. For the most part, the water was dirty. Uh, we did find some areas in the marsh, though, with some grass. We had some really good visibility. Uh, I think we only caught one trout, but we did catch a, a lot of redfish. So there was a good bit of redfish out there. Uh, you can see that the shrimp have come in, at least in the marsh, shrimp popping everywhere. The redfish were active. Not really the studs that you were hoping for. You know, I think we had one, maybe two over 25 inches. Um, typically, you know, you, you want to get a 25, 26 uh, inch redfish for a tournament like this. Um, so I think maybe the bigger reds may be still a little bit further north. Uh, still not sure what's going on with the trout. Um, we caught one trout on Saturday. Now that could have just been because of the conditions with the, uh, with the wind and the, and the dirty water. Um, it was supposed to be a full moon. I think the, the first spawn was supposed to happen. Um, but we've had kind of a weird fall I mean, a weird spring with the, um, the cooler weather. So I'm not sure the trout are still in kind of in transition. Um, not sure what's going on with that. Certainly they are catching some trout down in grand Isle right now, not the numbers I expected. Uh, so you may want to look at Leeville and some other areas, uh, golden meadow. Eh, you never know a week and a half from now, if you can get a chance and you get to go out scouting a little bit, certainly try to get out there that Friday and see what you can catch. Uh, today I actually I got to go out fishing today I had the day off of work and I uh, checked with a few guys and certainly it's, it's hard for a lot of people to get off during the week to go yeah, but uh, I envy I envy you fellows that can fish during the week like that you know it, it was tough I mean I'm out there busting my hump to bring information you know and, and, and collect intel for off the water you know you're sitting there in a cush job in the air conditioning uh, I was up at 3 30 in the morning driving down there for two hours and and you know, it was, it was a struggle. The struggle was real this morning on the way down there. I was tired, tired right now. I got a little sun, um, but it was a good day. It was, it, we had fun today. Me and uh, Francis train, actually, we got to go out fishing and um, uh, we had, we had a bet going down there. He's like, you know, we ought to throw a bet and make things. He, he likes to put money on everything. So uh, Francis said, let's put $20 on a, uh, who can catch a flounder. Yeah, he, he's been on a hot streak. So he's been feeling lucky lately. I think he has been on a hot streak, but he lost to me last time. And, um, so we went down there and, um, started fishing. We actually, uh, started at the rocks at, at Grand Isle. We wanted to go see if we could, we could fish over there. We went out to Grand Isle, fished the rocks. We fished there for an hour. He had one blow up and that was it. And so we said, well, the water looks dirty down here. Let's move. So we picked up all our crap and, and we moved. Uh, just got out there and, and, and went to try a different area, you know, see if we could get some better luck. So we, we started fishing a little bit and uh, started putting away some reds. Um, uh, just the reds were really, really active today. Uh, one thing I found, though, not a lot of shrimp popping around like it was last time. We saw a lot of mullet and it looked like some shad. But uh, this guy. This guy, I'm going to tell you something. He caught not one, not two, not three, four flounder today. Four flounder today. And uh, really, really um, embarrassed me. 
I mean, I couldn't catch a one. I think I lost one. I'm pretty sure I lost one, but he had four, all on artificial. And uh, every time I turn around, he's yelling at me, I got a flounder. You know, it just it was kind of funny. Uh, now, he did a great job. He, he really had the technique down today, you know, fishing artificial, getting his bait up against that grass, bouncing it around a little bit. He actually had two, two slams today. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you'd think he would have four, but he actually only managed two redfish. Whereas me, I kept throwing in the grass for flounder and I kept catching redfish for some reason. Um, so anyway, I, you know, based on what I saw today and we found some clean water, some green water coming in. <clears throat> and mind you, this is after the wind's been blowing north for a few days. I think if we can keep up with the south wind, we're going to get some more clean water in. I think we're going to have a number of slams caught this year. I think it's going to be the best year we've had probably since about four years ago when we had all those slams caught that year down at, at Topwater. But a uh, lot, of, lot of redfish, too. Saw a lot of redfish today, four flounder. Some trout were caught. Um, again, a little bit less than I thought. They were a little finicky. Uh, I really think if we had just – you know, going out and bought some live shrimp, we would have done a little bit better with the trout. But, you know, all you need is one on, on, on tournament day. So I think we're going to have a lot of slams out there for people that are wondering how the fishing is. The, the, I think the redfish are everywhere. Uh, the trout are kind of spotty. And I think the flounder are, are out there. So certainly um, it's something to look forward to. It's very encouraging when you can go out and you see the flounder being caught because you know they're out there. Uh, Whereas I think last year we had a report of one flounder being caught the, you know, before the tournament. So that's good to know. Um, you know, uh, get out there if you can. This weekend will probably be nice. If you can get out there Friday, do a little scouting, see what you can find. But I think this is going to be a great tournament. Uh, Eric and Todd and those guys picked a great, uh, I think, a great weekend for the tournament. Yeah, the, the Todd forecast is, I mean, you can't ask for a better. So it's really. I think it's a gotta, 10. Don't we have a 10 forecast, fishing forecast? I think so. We just got to gotta hope that the weather plays in our favor because we know how that goes. Yeah, if the weather plays in our favor, it's going to be great. And um, like I said, I think this is going to be a lot of times. I think certainly a lot of people are going to catch redfish uh, this weekend. There's, I think in the last two trips I had down there, I probably caught 10 reds, you know, and I was fishing for trout and flounder half the time. So, you know, it's basically a, a accidental byproduct of, of what you're, what you're fishing for. So I think people are going to be, um, pretty pumped if you're, if you're on the fence about whether or not to fish it, I'm telling you, this is going to be a tournament you're going to want to fish. We, uh, I think we'd have great weather. I think the fish are going to be good. And, uh, I think we're going to catch a lot of fish out there. So look guys, I know we're running a little over, um, just real quick. Next week's episode will be filmed live from the backpacker. Uh, hopefully let's say hopefully we're gonna hopefully give, Tyler we're gonna tell give, us a little bit we're gonna do I mean this will be our first first try at doing this uh on location um you know so we're gonna do our best if it doesn't come through live we're certainly going to record the whole thing and and uh, try to get it up at some point even if it may not be live so we're not sure um, we'll, we'll see how fast the internet speed is and see if we can get it to work but yeah, and tell, um, who's who's going to be over there at Backpacker? I know we've got a, a special guest coming on to talk about um, really kind of prepping for Patapalooza. Who is that? Yeah, Brendan Bayard's going to be there. Um, he he has a, a real great, you know, he, I think he really does it every year. A nice seminar with a usually has a PowerPoint put together with with some real good information to, to prepare for Patapalooza. Yeah, I think Brendan's won Patapalooza a couple times or something like that. He's he's a great fisherman. You know, um, I talk to him every now and again. He's just a wealth of knowledge out there. So if, if you, even if you can't attend it in person, certainly if you're in the area and you can make it, come on by. It'd be great. You know, um, 
maybe maybe you can come by and say hello on the camera. We'll get you on uh, get you on the show. If not, certainly then you can you'll be able to watch it. Um, you know, later on in the week before the uh, the, the tournament. So um, that's that's what's going on next week's episode. Also, I think uh, Brock is going to be announcing the grand prize next week. He is. He he gave us a few teasers. Uh, you yeah. Know, with the, in, in the past, they've always done a, a PA fourteen, and this year they're they're switching it up, trying trying to put a little spin on it. I think it's. Uh, I, I'm excited about it. I'm anxious for everybody to hear about it. I am too. And so we've got a new, I think he'll be announcing the grand prize and the, uh, the second place prize. So that'll be great. And we look forward to next week's episode. Uh, so real quick, um, uh, volunteer list. Uh, we need volunteers to make this thing work. If you haven't volunteered yet, please do so. Volunteers will gain entry into a special raffle. Um, you get, a, it's basically a free entry into a raffle. If you, uh, if you volunteer, I know we need some cooks for uh, Saturday night, I think, especially yeah. and clean up the next morning is, is real helpful. If you can do that, uh, the officers, we don't want to be there either cleaning up. But, uh, you know, if you can come out there Sunday morning and just help us for an hour or so, we, we certainly appreciate it. Also, um, we've got uh, Tackle Palooza and Trash Palooza um, set up again this year. Tyler, can you tell us a little bit about those two things? Yeah, so uh Tackle Palooza. We we ask that everybody, well, whoever wants to participate, you'll bring a, a brand new lure or package of lures, uh, valued over five dollars. We want it to be brand new. Don't bring something used that you found in your tackle box. Uh, for every, you know, you, each person that turns in a lure will receive a raffle ticket, and um, we'll be doing we'll be collecting lures at the captain's meeting and at the uh, weigh-in. And during the award ceremony, we'll pull one name uh, from the raffle tickets of people who turned in lures, and you will go home with the entire package. Uh, I'm telling you, I've seen these things, these these bags of lures, and you will be set for years. I mean, for years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, absolutely. The amount of tackle in there is unbelievable. We ask you to please, you know, bring something that you like to fish with. Bring something decent. Don't don't go find something in the back of your closet that's collecting dust that you know nobody's going to want. Uh, please, we encourage you to not just pull some tackle out of your captain's bag and throw it in there because you forgot last minute. We don't want the entire bag to be the exact same lure. So um, try to plan ahead. Go by the store, uh, pick something up, you know, uh, put some effort into it. Uh, then, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Tom. So the next, next thing uh, we have is Trash Bash, which was started by – uh, it was an idea Tyler Drude had um, a past officer a few years ago, and um, basically we will hand out crawfish sacks at the uh, captain's meeting. Um, so we had a question come through on the forum, um, on Facebook earlier. You do not have to use the crawfish sack, you know, uh, if you can't make it to the captain's meeting and you want to participate. Obviously, bring something to put some trash in about the same size or greater. Uh, bring it to the weigh-in. Uh, we ask that you pick up the trash throughout your day of fishing, you know, whether it's at your launch location while you're out in the marsh or um, on your drive back to the weigh-in. I will tell you, I, I, I encourage everybody to participate. We, uh, we, all, we always say that we want to bring more trash out than we bring in. And uh, it's, it's honestly, you know, when I started doing this a few years ago, it's, it's pretty alarming at how easy it is to fill that bag of trash. I mean, when I'm usually I do it when I'm picking up my kayak, loading up my truck at the long, at wherever I'm picking up, 
I mean, you look around, there's really trash everywhere. It takes no time to fill a bag. And for the bag that you bring in, we will be given a special raffle ticket. And at the uh, award ceremony, we'll draw, uh, I think, two or three uh, random draws out of those raffle tickets, and you'll win some uh, some nice prizes. So it's just a, a good way for the club to kind of give back to the environment and uh, take care of the uh, fisheries that we all enjoy. Absolutely. It's, it's a really great idea. It's a really great thing to do and, uh, and everything. So um, I think that covers it up. Look, if you'd like to become a sponsor of Bayou Coast, feel free to reach out to me or Tyler, and we can put you in touch with our sponsor coordinator, Aaron LaRose. Uh, again, if you missed part of tonight's episode, you can check it on YouTube or Facebook. It's also available as a podcast. Now, in full disclosure, I'm going to tell you at least one picture in tonight's episode was modified to maintain pre-Patapalooza scouting areas. I will let you figure out which picture was modified. Uh, I don't ever want to be called a liar, but so we're, we're giving you full disclosure now. I want to uh, thanks again to Danica Williams and Aaron LaRose for coming on tonight. Uh, we sure do hope to see you guys down at Patapalooza. Hopefully we'll have Danica on again soon, and I'm sure Aaron will be back soon. And, and guys, one more thing. Um, so Sunday, this Sunday, which is, uh, what's that, April 28th, I believe, uh, please try to register before April 28th for Paddlepalooza. Uh, come April 29th, starting Monday, you will be charged an extra $10 late fee. Uh, we encourage everybody to, to get signed up. This, these, these large events take a whole lot of organization to um, get everything together. And the sooner we know how many people are coming, the easier it is for us to uh, make the appropriate plans. So get signed up this week. Um, save yourself the extra $10. And we look forward to seeing you down there. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, tight lines. Good night. And we will see you next